0: In masks at Artichoke Cafe because the governor said to. She knows more about it than I do. Thankfully, someone is here with me. His name is Noah Kite. He's a singer, composer, and guitarist who has a new album out this week called Drunk Little Guy. And in case you're wondering, he is not the drunk little guy. We'll get into that. He calls what he does chamber folk, which is just as good a musical concept as it is a marketing tool. Don't get me wrong. Noah is a serious human. The songs, the music, and his demeanor. His release gig is Friday, September 3rd at Polaris Hall with Samadamis and Blair Borax. Let's meet no kite. Well, the little orange light is on. That's a good sign. That means we're in business. We've never met before.
1: We have not. Which I like good to meet new people
0: you know a lot of these things are are people that i i've, I've either talked to before mm. or have met along the way and it's really nice to have like What do you know dark swoon
1: i do not uh they're
0: they're kind of a electro gaze kind of band and mm. and i you know i don't hang i don't hang with those guys you know right. but these, these these they were terrific and uh they played for us when we were doing a live uh live streaming at the beginning of the pandemic when everybody was doing live streaming, yeah, which has really died out I um, <laughs>
1: wonder why yeah
0: uh anyway, but uh you know so um it's it's great it's great to sit down at, at and and, uh, and meet somebody that, uh, that I've never talked to before Likewise. including you that right. doesn't mean I like you, but, you
1: know. <laughs> not yet. <laughs>
0: okay so um let's get let's get down to business first before we talk about uh, all the other stuff and that is this new album Mm. which you are uh, out here talking about yes in the world indeed which is also connected to a show yeah so
1: so uh yeah uh september 3rd mm -hmm. uh delta variant willing uh we are going to be at polaris hall uh show Mm -hmm. doors are at seven um doing this with uh one of the greatest portland bands to ever grace a stage uh samadams uh-huh. uh, and a very talented lovely singer songwriter named blair borax um and then us of course borax borax yes as, as in, yes Spelled exactly like what you're thinking about wow indeed that's <laughs> that was my reaction as well yeah. cool name <laughs> uh i do love my alliterations um but uh we'll be we'll be performing uh an awesome set uh i don't for people who aren't familiar with my particular setup mm-hmm. it's obviously my voice, my guitar, but then I have a cellist an oboist, uh the upright bass player, and a really awesome jazz percussionist um, mm-hmm. that makes for a very uh dense but uh distilled sound that I love very much
0: There and, was a time yes when cellos were everywhere
1: i know right like 2004 2005 that like yeah. chamber pop thing was like yeah. oh let's get a cello it's a weird timbre yeah right. that was that was cool
0: right uh, so how long have you been working with a cello
1: uh ooh, that at least since then um really? in different groups mm-hmm. i was mm-hmm. definitely on board with that. i'd don't know if I could make this claim, but I was definitely into that whole Sufjan Stevens vein uh-huh. right as uh-huh. it was coming out. I uh-huh. don't want to claim that I was there first because I probably wasn't, but uh, I loved it quite a bit. And yeah. I mean, just my upbringing, my dad used to play anything from uh, Steely Dan to Sade to uh, Rebel, <laughs> And I got really in love with classical music uh-huh. and just got very bored very quickly with the classic rock band timbre. And well, so started yeah. incorporating these things, and uh-huh. I mean, yeah, everybody got a cello, so I had to one up them, and that's why I have an oboist. <laughs> How many double reeds do you get? <laughs> How many do you well, see? Well, hardly out there? any
0: anymore. I right. mean, <clears throat> you know, I mean, uh, uh, probably the the most famous of them is, is is the band Oregon.
1: Yeah, actually, that's that's the one that comes up most when uh, my oboist and I are talking about yeah. different angles and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, that's some yeah, cool stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. of course you know they're they're two oregonians in that band (laughs) yeah Yeah. or were no 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 i guess i guess colin malcott was not an an oregonian but anyway. know glenn Moore lives in arizona now so what the fuck
1: yeah indeed um Uh, okay so uh uh
0: and so this this uh, and so you were telling me about who's who else is on on the show
1: yes uh sam adams yeah um they're i hate saying that they're hard to pinned down with adjectives but they definitely are um they do this beautiful thing where they take uh some classically jazz elements you know odd time signatures um interesting movements and then just use them so tastefully and appropriately that it's not like a flex it's not like they're trying to be like look we can do this and we can do that because yeah. we're really talented yeah. they use it in such a precise and intentional way that it's like this really serves the song in a beautiful mm-hmm. effective fashion mm-hmm. and it's just amazing Huh. Ah. they're so talented mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah blair borax as well um right, some very light uh, intimate poppy tunes that i, I also adore um mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to that as well
0: what is pop anymore
1: yeah what qualifies as popular you know
0: i mean there's, there's pop it, music i don't think it exists huh i don't really don't think it exists pop music doesn't exist uh-huh.
1: i really thought about that one i guess you have a point um
0: I mean, it could. It, it, it in in the past, it was defined by the the top forty tunes. Mm. That doesn't
1: exist, really. Yeah, the game has you been know. changing. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, because most of that stuff is hip hop.
1: Yeah, I guess the lines have blurred a bit. I mean, pop to me definitely still has the connotation, at least, of you're trying to do something that is geared towards mass appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh not really bending well, no, or they should stressing be all songs
0: about marvel <laughs>
1: <laughs> i suppose yeah is that an actual thing have you actually heard bands that was no. so obsessed with no and and, 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 and
0: bands if you want that if you want to do that i have the copyright so you can just you can just send me an email and uh and, and a check uh, but no <laughs> i i think that uh, why not
1: why not yeah I mean, what? There was that one I saw circulating a few years ago. Uh, Oakley Dokley. Uh. Uh-uh. It's a band where everybody, everybody, in the group, it was metal, but everybody dressed up as Ned Flanders. Oh jeez. So it was pretty, pretty <laughs> fucking awesome, actually. But I mean, it's just a, and it's spelled Oakley Dokilly, You know, <laughs> it's it, it was a it was a great concept. Um, you know,
0: and it's it's interesting. Um, there there comes a time in one's life when one stops. Intentionally or not,
1: mm.
0: learning pop, pop
1: culture references. Mm.
0: Because what you find is they are fucking useless.
1: <laughs> yeah, I imagine like your age brackets, you wouldn't have much use for them interpersonally. That does make no, sense. Uh, no. And
0: then you're stuck yeah. with the ones from your past. Yeah. Which, hmm. you know, l- people who are l- l- younger than you don't understand. And also, are annoyed by.
1: <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know it annoyed them. I definitely oh, guess yeah. the confusion would oh, be annoying. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I even. I mean, I remember growing up through them. Like, I remember when people started saying "tight," and yeah. I was just like, "No, no, that doesn't. No, what are you, what are you doing? Like, especially when do, do you remember money? As like that's money yeah that that, yeah. that that luckily had like a very short right. shelf life right. um fire like, is I that's crime. why it was yes. going a yes. fire yes. is yes. is a little it's that's decaying nicely now i, oh, I wonder I what's next there's definitely some <laughs> what's on fleek that's also just oh, oh, oh that's gone that's yeah. that's long gone yeah that kind of dates me it's so the last <laughs> does. last point at which i was really paying any attention are you Z? Uh, no, I'm a millennial. You're a millennial? Yeah.
0: Uh you're really getting shit on now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're getting it from both sides. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> Trying to break those stereotypes, but gosh darn it, it is difficult.
0: Okay, so, um, how many pieces will you have at the, uh, in your band at, uh, uh at the show at the Polaris?
1: Six, including myself. In and fact, Sam Adams from Sam Adams will be doing the keys because uh-huh. he did he did excellent work on the record.
0: Uh-huh. And who else?
1: Azmay uh, Schwal will be rocking that cello that we mentioned <laughs> earlier. Um, she's incredibly talented. Uh, the upright bass player is actually the principal bassist for the Oregon Symphony. Really? Yeah, Colin oh. Corner. He's uh, unparalleled. I mean, like you to be the principal bassist for the Oregon Symphony, you just have to be the best. Oh, yeah. So there's, yeah. there's few in this town that can really rival his chops. He also likes to play experimental jazz, so just like the fact that he's steeped in both those cultures. That I makes mean, sense. He, well, indeed. Portland
0: has been, has, no, has been known for its, its experimental bass players. Oh, great, really? Great, yeah. Glenn Moore from Oregon. and, oh, right. and David Friesen, hmm. and of course, Leroy Vinegar when, when he came here when he moved here
1: that's a great name,
0: yeah, uh, Leroy. but uh, yeah I've, I've and I asked all those guys over the years, why is it that all these great bass players come to Portland and nobody could say, nobody, there wasn't any good reason yeah. it just happened to have just happened to happen
1: yeah, uh, we're lucky to have him. you should definitely come check him out. he's going to tear it up uh, uh-huh. in the same vein, uh, Alan Cook, uh, the jazz percussionist. Uh-huh. Uh, He's amazing. Uh, he used to play with Nels Klein. Um, really? A bunch of different musicians down wow. in LA. He's, I don't know, you're probably familiar. There's two camps for jazz percussionists. You've got the like really technical and precise right. people who love to hit the, the, the skins just right. And then you've got the ones that show up with like a bunt pan and a saw blade and right. a bow yes. and like three jars and some cow African cowbells <laughs> they found somewhere and like this one perfect chopstick. Yes. He's definitely in the ladder camp, and he can get the <laughs> coolest sounds out of literally anything. Like, I don't even know why we give him a kit anymore because he doesn't need it. Um, and everything he does just sounds so beautiful. I mean, literally at the end of every show, he has at least two people come up and be like, You are my new favorite drummer. Huh. That's and it's, great. That's nice. Uh, and then, of course, Laura Gershman, uh, the oboe slash English horn player. Uh-huh. Uh, got her masters in performing that stuff and she's incredibly talented at it i mean just in general like to be able to play a double reeded instrument is yeah ridiculous yeah, yeah um and she's damn good at it
0: huh. and you uh, you're on guitar yep yeah
1: yeah i've been doing that for eons it seems um when? And doing s- vocals as well sorry what
0: when did you when did you get your first guitar?
1: Got my first guitar when I was eleven. Back when Day Music Company was where uh, PRP is now located on uh-huh. Foster. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Black and white Washburn thing was a piece <laughs> of shit. Well, um, of course,
0: first guitars are always a piece of shit. Hopefully,
1: yeah. <laughs> Don't want to ruin uh, a nice piece on a amateur. Uh, and then uh, I started taking lessons, actually, at the old Artichoke location uh, from Tracy Kim and uh, learned quickly that while there was knowledge to be imparted, I am definitely a self-starter and prefer to pursue things in my own way. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And so did that. Um, also ended up working at Artichoke Music for a hot minute, uh, which was excellent with Kate and Steve. Um, we're both lovely people paying me to polish the guitars and restring them. And every time we sold, like, a really nice high-end acoustic, they'd be like, have a shirt. So i have like... Four or five shirts at this point of the old artichoke. is just literally an artichoke and says music. And yeah. people are like, what? Yeah. what the heck? It's a great shirt. we are trading more of them.
0: Um, so whose idea was it for you to get the guitar?
1: Uh, the parents. I mean, I, I obviously wanted it, but like it was the classic uh, middle class scattergun approach to let's try soccer. Let's try football. Let's try piano. Let's try guitar. Let's try, you know, like that thing that parents do and that's the one that well among other things stuck pretty hard um yeah i I had some very decent noodling chops from Mm -hmm. the get-go just about um i mean if you ask tracy kim like what where we left off it was like i taught him how to do lead stuff i taught him scales and then he wouldn't fucking stop (laughs) uh and that's where i like i just went off and did that for a very long time (laughs) did he
0: try to teach you django
1: yeah, we definitely went there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I definitely was uh, being eleven, twelve, thirteen at the time. It was like some forty-one and uh, who did toxicity? Oh, uh, System of a Down. Unfortunately, you know, like Linkin Park. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or fortunately, there's 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 merits to everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did try to expose me to a little bit of of Django mm-hmm. um, and other jazz elements, uh, and then I mean. I'm played played lead guitar in various bands for Mm -hmm. several handfuls of years and got very sick of being more motivated than most people um and not also not having the Mm -hmm. it's kind of like being stuck in like a entry-level position where you you want to do some good stuff but it's not really um supported by middle management Uh uh, who wants to just do (laughs) a bunch of cocaine and uh which is fine you do your cocaine but let's fucking make music first and then <laughs> indulge in the attitude and persona of a musician um and so through that frustration I was just like fuck all y'all i'm gonna start making my own music right. um and a few people from that group followed um and i just haven't really ever looked back because it's it's much no. more enjoyable to uh be in the um, be in the driver's seat with this sort yeah, of thing right
0: always now, what when you got your first guitar, um, that you're, you're, you, you have interesting parents, I, I, I read, from from what oh, yeah. Alex sends me. Hell yeah. Um, a, a, an acting coach and a psychiatrist? Uh, a psychologist. Thera-
1: therapist, psychologist? Therapist, psychologist, yeah, he can't prescribe okay. things, but okay. he's very adept at so, uh, um,
0: human insult, I just, for sure. you Now, when I thought about that, I'm thinking, you have some lick that you just, or, or, or something you just wrote, and you show it to your dad, mm. And you go, what do you think of that dad? And he goes, well, what do you think?
1: <laughs> that would be the classic interpretation or imagination of, of what would occur. Um, no, they were incredibly supportive. They let me do a lot of exploration on my own. Um, also wasn't really uh, tuned in to like, check this out or, or here's what I'm doing. I, I, I kind of pursued my own thing until a certain stage mm-hmm. and didn't really try to expose them to it. It's, I mean, that's the amazing thing about music is, uh, unto itself, it is amazing therapy. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I approached it for many years. It's just me delving into different parts of myself and different experiences and trying to sort them out and find uh, more understanding and a more profound meaning from them. Um, and then, I mean, recently discovering the fact that, you know, I mean, this is obvious, but... <clears throat> you do that and if you do it right you then have the exact same offering for somebody else right. and they don't have to do any of the work really just sit down yeah. and really open themselves up to it and boom yeah. you yeah. know you get uh-huh. that insight yourself which we've all experienced yeah. hopefully a bunch of times with various yeah. amazing artists that we've experienced throughout our lives gotcha um so yeah it wasn't really about like check this out look i just did this thing It was more about me trying to tinker my way into a certain feeling a certain experience uh capturing a moment
0: huh okay yeah well that's good because i, I had a roommate who had, who had two who had both parents were psycho psychologists mm.
1: yeah that, that was, would be that's, that that's a train wreck
0: <laughs> that was a train wreck
1: yeah i mean <laughs> as with anything if you don't know when to turn it on and turn it off you're, yeah. you're bound to fuck something <laughs> up
0: well what kind of influence did did uh, your mother being an acting coach have on you i mean for instance are you just acting now
1: Am I what to Are acting? Are
0: acting right now?
1: Actually, it's funny you say that, because uh, I am. Um, oh, you mean course. literally right now in front right. of you, it, right. to you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all just a little bit? But totally. Isn't it possible? Totally. To it's, it's, we've got these set pieces of ourselves that right. we prop up in front yeah. of other people. Right. Uh, trying not to. Because it works. It, 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 it's more comfortable, and it's easier to flow through life. If I really just unleashed everything in here on you right now, it, this would be a very different... There's a negotiation. There's a, there's a compromise between personalities when it comes to interacting I could with people. Take it. That, I could take it. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to um, be
0: thousands of people. Believe me, I can take it.
1: For sure. <laughs> uh, but no, in actual in actuality, I am actually acting right now. I just did a uh, commercial for a vineyard down in Newburgh. Yeah. Um yeah. Which is pretty incredible. Uh, their production, they their own in-house production company that contacted me. and was like, we <laughs> want to do this thing for this Wine Spectator magazine. And I was like, ooh, sounds cool. Uh-huh. Um, so that should be coming out what'd you have to do Uh, they wanted so they wanted a inside Lewin Davis kind of vibe where I mean this is poorly timed (laughs) (laughs) I didn't I didn't get to explain it to them but it's it was kind of like they it's for it's for a wine competition and they wanted it to be like Musician lost his muse, can't find it, oh, you know, geez. the pandemics, like, crushing it down, you know, as Gosh. actually happened with a lot of musicians. God. Yeah. like, I'm going to have a bunch of time. I'm going to write a bunch of songs. It's going to be the best experience. I'm going to deep, go deeper into myself. And then I think we all learned exactly who has the ability to do that right. in a situation where we're stuck with ourselves and who right. actually... I mean, this is kind of just a, a tangent, but I do wonder at how that indicates what one's relationship to music is. Yeah. If you aren't able to, if you have this pandemic and you sit down, and you're like, I want to write something and just, you get befuddled and you can't, you can't get something out. Yeah. Is that, yeah. does that speak to the fact that you're making music for other people and not oh, actually no. for yourself? It's, it's or, been, a, it's,
0: it's been a great topic of conversation in these podcasts over the past oh, really? year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And some people don't, haven't, haven't written anything. Some people relearned an entirely new way to play their instrument nice steve berlin for instance of of, of los lobos who lives in portland
1: oh
2: cool he does yeah oh, ah, that's has, another record has, that my has, dad would has, put on often has forever yeah.
0: he he had to he relearned the uh how to play how to play the, the baritone saxophone cool and it was really hard
1: i bet yeah, I yeah. Bet. can you imagine uh barely
0: yeah i know I yeah know. So, okay, let's talk. What does is, what is, what is chamber jazz mean to you?
1: Chamber jazz? I mean chamber folk. Chamber folk. Um, I know what chamber jazz is. <laughs> it's,
0: it's ECM. The ECM <laughs> everything on the ECM label, that's chamber jazz. Chamber but, jazz. Well, what uh, is chamber folk?
1: Chamber folk. So... Uh, I am trying to at least with that term uh, marry a more complex and more complex musical palette and um, timber palette with uh, Mm -hmm. some of that like Sufjan Stevens uh, bright eyes um, because those are the best two examples profundity of Mm -hmm. lyricism Mm -hmm. which is hard because for one to function you need a lot of attention on it and for the other to function likewise so it's a bit of a strain cognitively Mm -hmm. Um, and finding that balance is, is just a lot of fun. Um, how do you find it? Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Like, uh, if anybody tells you they know how to do it, they're full of shit. Well, okay. <laughs> you you sit down and right. you relax and you let things flow. And most times, or depending on the person, sometimes nothing flows. But it's about you just letting whatever's in there come out. It's not yeah. me like sitting down, be like, I'm going to chop it up like this, and this right. is how it's going to happen. Some right. lump comes out, and you're like, there it is. This is a thing that is meaningful to me and then you get to kind of tweak it and alter it and adjust it until it becomes something that's a little more polished a little more um presentable and a little more keen on the original intent or original mm-hmm. vibe because mm-hmm. there isn't necessarily mm-hmm. an intent at least not one one is con- conscious of. Yeah.
0: But the the strings and the and, and the woodwinds have a lot to do with the chamber part, do they?
1: Absolutely. I mean like yeah. that would be the first first element, also the movements that they do mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. on the record uh yeah, the timbre definitely is, is what mostly mm-hmm. lends that term uh, in some regards. Yeah. So are you
0: going to perform the record at, at, at Polaris?
1: Hell yeah. With thing? one addition. There's going to be uh, one extra song uh-huh. I've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: in the, the same order as it appears on the album?
1: Almost. Uh, so the oboist slash English horn player has to switch between those instruments. Um, oh, yeah. And it's a bit uh-huh. of a pain in the butt, uh, making sure that those double reeds are moist and also the the microphone rig she has for that sort of instrument yeah. it's pretty complex you need yeah. one in the bell and one actually pointed at the keys wow and so swapping between them is a pain so we actually can do pretty much the record with the exception of changing the second and third song around uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. it should be fun um
0: are you the drunk little guy
1: we all are the drunk little guy nah come on no it- seriously we are I mean, that's what it's about. That's why I decided to roll with that title in the first place. Um, it's obviously not about me, um, but oh, we all have elements of that in ourselves, uh, in all of us that... I mean, you listen to that song? Yeah. yeah. So then you get that it's, uh, it's a tragedy. He's trying to escape family lineage and mm-hmm. patterns that have been ingrained in him, uh, but he really doesn't know how to and is struggling very hard to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And the people around him... They're not, they're, they're reveling in it because they think he's just trying to have fun when really deep down, he's just trying to run away from himself. And so they're not really being friends to him. They're just enabling this self-destructive behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've all been stuck in that position where we're stuck with some sort of trauma or some problem or something we can't seem to sort out. And we don't know any really healthy coping mechanism to, to approach it with. Um, Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, we're all drunk, a little guy.
0: Okay. So, uh, what's his, th- do you want to reveal what his outcome is?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, and frankly, at this point in my life, I do not care. Okay. Um, I tried very hard to help in the way that I knew how. Mm-hmm. There were moments where it seemed to sink in, and then subsequent moments where it was clear that it did not. Um, you know, I'm not here to police anybody's life or like do anything like that. But when you see a friend struggling that hard and literally coming to you and you know, a couple weeks later, I I, I can't do it. I'm nobody understands me. You're my only friend. Uh Jesus Christ. I I don't know what to do. I don't want to go on living. I fucking hate my dad, you know? And you're like, dude, I hear you. Let's go, let's go swim in the Sandy. Let's go forget about this. Let's go like connect with nature. Let's connect with each other. Let's, let's do something fun. Um, and then a couple weeks later, same thing again try to help them again a couple weeks later same thing and it's just a cycle and you begin to wonder is you are you just looking for this sort of pity are you looking for this sort of sympathy what's really going on here because yeah we're just spiraling spiraling and not actually um, coming to any sort of healthy next level with this Um, Mm -hmm. and there's only so much you can do and only so much of yourself you can give to another human being yeah um, Even when you made up? Oh, you think I made him up? You think any of that's made up? I don't I know. Can't, I can't make any of that up. Well. I could not make that up. Okay. Uh, we obviously embellish and glue things together, but literally everything on this record is from very specific personal experience. Uh, if wow. you want me to go track by track, I could, but it's, I, I, that's the other problem is I don't want to tell people what it is. I want them to right. have their own interpretation, exactly. their own experience. That's, that's why
0: I ask you, you know? Yeah. 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 huh.
1: But interesting absolutely that's a very <laughs> real human being is he
0: still in the world
1: uh yes wow. i think so i hope so has he, really, heard th- has he heard this uh i have no idea it's not out yet so i don't know why he would well, um and once again frankly don't i do not really care <laughs> yeah yeah
0: uh look come on you spent so much time with him you've you've spent all this time in your life dealing with him i guess you could be you could be sick of him but uh really don't care
1: you spent i spent a lot of time with a sliver of him that is what i remember of him in this particular chunk of him wouldn't say that's necessarily i mean that's what predicated our we had like a falling out in our teenage years yeah and then i waited like four or five years and it was like you know sh- sure you were toxic before but man if i don't want to just fucking write you off for your entire life let's see if you changed and then we started connecting again um and at first it looked kind of like okay maybe you've grown in a healthy way and this could be sustainable and then it was very clear that was not and it was very difficult to extricate oneself from um but still that was shit two years ago yeah At least and so who knows who he is now i'm not gonna say that i do and what i'm spending my time with is is catharsis honestly i'm not spending much time with him that's that's me being like i now understand exactly where you're coming from and i accept it and i forgive you and i love you still and that's it it's not like uh, oh but honestly it's i can't care i can't I don't want to get involved. I don't want to put any more love or any more interest or any more uh, attention into that sort of thing. That's a waste of time mm-hmm. and energy. I prefer to put that sort of love into people who seem to flourish with it, not just fucking backslide. Uh-huh.
0: Yet you spent all this time making this, this record about him.
1: No, I wrote one song about him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Just one.
1: Oh, I And I don't, okay, so let me clarify that for you. Uh, I don't write like a concept record. I never do that. What I do is I have experiences that are pointing enough to propel me towards an instrument. Gotcha. Uh, And I put pen to paper and I I get something good that I think's good that I, I mean, that I feel. Um, And that's a song. And eventually I have so many songs that it's like, Noah, it's fucking time to make a record. (laughs) Um, And so I guess there is a concept and the concept is autobiographical. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, for instance, let's see. Yeah, drunk little guy is a specific guy. Yeah. Take me to your room is a specific, very old relationship.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: This body is a very specific instance in a particular relationship. Corvallis is a particular event in Corvallis um shoreline is actually the most ambiguous of them that's that is just me and that is just me having an experience at oceanside Hmm. um you know swimming out of depression and then i mean it could go song by song into more depth but Uh it's just Uh moments that got distilled because i didn't want to forget them gotcha and some part of me didn't want to forget them and also wanted to understand them better yeah yeah yeah
0: um what what are you writing about these days
1: Let's see, I've got about pretty much another record ready to go, really, yeah, I mean, it's the same old how's that line go from uh Casablanca? It's the same old
0: usual suspects
1: No it's the same old s- something <laughs> of love and glory all oh, right, same old story yeah, of love and glory, all thank right. you yeah. something do or die right uh so it's the same stuff uh romantic tragedy um inner introspection and turmoil mm-hmm. uh depression. Uh, trying to live with that. Uh, Let's see, what specifically? Um, There's the one that I most likely will play, possibly as a closer, Mm -hmm. um, is about both the last year's series of fires, the state of the world, and uh, a relationship crumbling beneath all of that. Um, What else do we have? I've been actually delving a little more into religion lately. Um, The producer on this record is... Fucking fantastic he also produced samadams um mm-hmm. that's why i got in contact with him because i love everything he's done uh his name's sebastian rogers mm-hmm. um he's very religious he's christian um and while i am not necessarily um he approaches it from a very human real perspective not the what one would assume as the kind of cliche little over yeah. the top saccharine right. you know bible thumping direction more Mm -hmm. uh, spiritual and about love and connection Mm -hmm. and that seeped a lot into my life um, and definitely colored uh, my interpretations of certain choices I make and uh, yeah I guess yeah we'll leave it at that okay all right
0: I before we started uh, I asked you uh, if there was a tune that you would like us to go out with
1: yeah um that would be Take Me to Your Room. This one is pretty old, uh, but pretty damn good. Um this floated me, carried me around uh Europe for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um when I first wrote it, uh it's fantastic, but I was I was staying in Antwerp um and I'd been there for a couple of weeks. The people I was staying with had gone to bed. And I was just like, I need to keep making music. And so I just <laughs> went out into the streets. I think it was St. Patrick's Day. It was definitely St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> um, and I was playing music, I was playing that song and some field hockey players and you know, classically green garb yeah. came around the corner like, this is amazing. But the play it again, like sure, played it again. And when I finished, not only were they clapping, people would like come out from their apartments. This is like in, in the middle of, of Antwerp um and were clapping like that it was amazing and they proceeded to just drag me from bar to bar being their organ grinder's monkey <laughs> and buying me drinks which i didn't mind had some very amazing experiences yeah. but from that point on i realized that music was a i mean honest true uh, original music was a key to just about any city i was in and that song in particular really resonated with a lot of people back then um and still does and so i think it's the most appropriate one for us to uh Close
0: on okay well thanks for coming in we appreciate your time
1: yeah thank you so much good for luck the with the
0: record good luck with the concert appreciate it and good luck with everybody else <laughs> thanks you, you too know. and as we like to say at the end of all these that's entertainment
2: <laughs> that it is in my mind I can hold the times my hands slipped around you so much anger the light like beach sand and there you were running through freedom was just another word like the others you never heard what you already knew take me to your Just a water crown, built my world just to hold it down. To see us, uh, new. now all there is is to say goodbye. No wonder we didn't give this another try. Seventh fucking time. To friends, you couldn't stand but stood by you. In the Hamlet room, I had the hollow heart, wrapped in a fist, fell apart. It felt like stone, I didn't mean to. Maybe I was the stone, the stepping kind that you outgrow. Maybe this is just what I thought to be, and killed the potential life beats free take me to your room i can't seem to get away get away hey take me